You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, we're taking you on a little summer vacation to one of Monroe County's most secluded parks. I mean, there is something to be said for areas that are kind of untouched by people to whatever degree. That's coming up on your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full-service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at rocvox.com. What if I told you there was a secret, secluded park in Monroe County? A piece of land so mysterious that even members of the park's department haven't been able to visit it because it's only accessible by boat. Well, if you're anything like me, you'd grab a microphone and get on the first boat out there. This all started with my colleague, Rebecca Rafferty. She is City Magazine's life editor, and she told me she was doing a story on this place I'd never heard of. It's called Devil's Cove Park. There's not a whole lot about it online. A few pictures, a list of things to do there that includes bird watching and cross-country skiing. There's also a map and directions to get there. So one sunny weekday morning, Rebecca and I and our photographer, Max Schulte, rented a pontoon boat and loaded it up with our gear. Yeah, we're with WXXI News. We're doing a story on it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That day, we were joined by four guys from the parks department, including the parks director, Pat Meredith. Have you ever been out there yourself? I have not. Are you excited? I am. (laughs) Very excited. What do you think we'll find out there? Uh, Hopefully a lot of nature and quiet and peace. The assistant director of the parks department was there too, Chris Kirkmeyer. He says he took a canoe to the park one time nearly a decade ago. Years ago, we took a, a, a boat ride out there, so I've walked it one time. You know, it's a nice spot. Any anything crazy out there? Any uh, it's, people hiding in the bushes <laughs> or wild animals you've never seen? I hope not. <laughs> uh, no, it's a good spot for uh, you know birding. There were so far. Here's what we know about Devil's Cove Park. Only accessible by boat, full of birds. Hopefully not full of mysterious people or wild animals, but who can say for sure? To get there, take your vessel to the eastern shore of the Irondequoit Bay, just south of 104. Maneuver past a tiny island with a little cottage on it, and give the island a wide berth, because it's apparently overrun with territorial birds, that's what Rebecca has been told anyway. They advise we steer clear of it anyway because of some very aggressive cormorants. So <laughs> we don't want to have a Hitchcockian moment here. As we make our way across the bay, Pat fills us in on the history of the park and how it came to be owned by the county. The park is actually two parcels of land totaling about 18 acres, that were purchased by the county in 2000 and 2009. When the first 10-acre plot was acquired, then-county executive Jack Doyle said the land would be used for, quote, the most passive recreation you could possibly have for a park. Over 20 years later, we're all wondering if that's still true. 
Pat says he's looking forward to seeing what it's like and whether the county should make some adjustments to make it more or less accessible for people. Maybe we'll see an opportunity um, to do something. So okay. it's all it's an adventure for all of us. You know, I'm always my ears are always open to constructive criticism and personally I've not never had anybody call me and ask me about Devil's Cove. This is really kind of the first time anyone's uh, really inquired about it. The fact that no one has asked about Devil's Cove Park isn't necessarily surprising. It's not like some of the area's more popular parks like Highland or Seneca or even Menden Ponds. This park is named for the existing Devil's Cove, which itself has some mysterious origins. Legend has it that the cove is haunted. There's one story about warring British and American ships playing a deadly game of hide-and-seek in the dense pocket of foliage off the main bay, and it's said cannonballs have been found in the water. Pat offered an alternative theory. So, question. Yeah. Does anybody know why it's called Devil's Cove? My theory is that it looks like a devil's pitchfork, if you will. We carefully navigate our way through the water, past cattails and phragmites, until we find a little spot to drop anchor. And once you actually get into the cove, it's gorgeous, quiet. You're surrounded on almost all sides by thick foliage, filled with birdsong that drowns out any ambient car noise from the highway just over the hill. And Chris was right, the bird watching is fantastic. He points out red-winged blackbirds and bright orange-breasted Baltimore Orioles. Our photographer Max is snapping pictures the whole time. Did you see that red-tailed hawk? Yeah. So the red-tailed hawk went through, and all the birds are chasing him. Yeah, I shot. I shot him over here. You he got was, him. He was yeah. chased over here. Sweet. Yeah, I got him. That's very cool. Yeah. He's he's getting harassed big time. By the oh, way. none of the birds want him around. <laughs> they know he's up to no good. All the while, we bob quietly in the water. Now, if we weren't on a pontoon boat, or at least not a rental, with very strict operating procedures, we could probably get on the shore. But for now, we sit back, taking in the sights and sounds from a distance. When you think of a public park, what often comes to mind are these semi-wild spaces with trails that guide visitors responsibly through the woods, perhaps an educational center or a lodge for rent, and signage on the history and ecology of the place. Devil's Cove Park has none of these things, which sparked this whole conversation about what makes a park a park. So can I ask you guys a question? I know you're talking about this a little bit on our way over here, but I'm thinking about the fact that like we're here, we can't access the park right this second. It's very secluded. It's really like for the birds and the and the trees. But what is the value of having a park, you know, that's a little bit wild and maybe that our residents can't enjoy as freely? Well, I mean, there is something to be said for areas that are kind of untouched by people to whatever degree. But I mean, I certainly think that we're enjoying it right now. And, you know, we're not up on the land accessing it that way. So... Uh, you know, and it looks like the birds are really liking the fact that nobody's bothering them. <laughs> That's all well and good, but I am a journalist. And I didn't come all the way out here just to stay on the boat. So I stuff my phone in a bag and slide off the back of the boat. Is it real muddy? It's real muddy. 
I waded through the muddy water onto the shore. I climbed a steep hill and tried to avoid any suspicious-looking plants or animals. Keep an eye out for snakes. At the top of the hill, I stopped and turned around and just took a minute to appreciate it all. So it's really secluded back here. And there are no trails for people, but maybe it's supposed to be that way. And it's just so peaceful. I think the birds are mad that I'm here. Okay, head on down. Back on the boat, Chris tells me that parks don't have to have trails and picnic tables and mowed grass to be parks. They can just be. I, I think people have this idea that, uh, you know, there's nature and then there's human activity. And I don't, I don't think that that's always the case at all. I think if most people, I think people can enjoy nature and absolutely be a part of nature without disturbing it or, you know, impacting it in negative ways. I mean, there's a lot of ways that people impact nature really positively. Pat puts it another way. He tells us everything doesn't need to have everything. Devil's Cove Park is perfect the way it is, untouched, appreciated from a distance. And after visiting it, he says he doesn't think the county needs to make any changes to make it more accessible or advertise it more. If anything, maybe they'll add a little signage to tell people what to expect and tell them how to enjoy it. I think for me, it would be encouraging to people to do maybe like what we're doing right now. Have a little little buffer to be in the cove and, and enjoying it. Thanks to Rebecca Rafferty, the life editor of City Magazine. Without her, I never would have known about this park, and I definitely wouldn't have waded through waist-high water on a weekday. She did a full write-up of Devil's Cove for the magazine, and you can find it on stands now or on their website, rockcitynews.com. You can also see pictures and a great video of the area from our photographer, Max Schulte. And that's it for Earshot. Subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes in your feed every Friday. Find even more local news on our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.